Welcome to the Monkey Mind Podcast, your number one platform for athletes and mental health. Hosted by myself, Danny Perez. This is episode 80 featuring Elle Ingalls. Elle is a high performance and stress management coach. She is also a licensed brain trainer with a certification in Dr. Daniel Amen's Brain Health Coaching Program. Also, if you didn't know, you can watch this episode on our YouTube channel linked in the podcast notes below, along with all of our other social media links. But before we get into today's episode, we have a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Daily Dose CBD Inc. Daily Dose CBD Inc. creates full-spectrum CBD products ranging from tinctures, bombs, and dog treats. Research has shown that CBD has successful results in aiding in the following areas. Anti-inflammation, anxiety, PTSD, help with breaking addiction, neuroprotection, epilepsy, arthritis, chronic pain, and sleeping disorders. Daily Dose meets an extremely safe and effective product that we know you will love, enjoy, and benefit from. Daily Dose has given Monkey Mind listeners 15% off all their orders. Head over to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off all your orders at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. Yeah, welcome on to the podcast. I have Elle Ingalls on today. Um, high performance and stress management coach. You're based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, correct? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, welcome on. It's a pleasure to have you on here. If you could just please uh, introduce yourself and tell everybody about yourself. And um, yeah. Sure. Um, so I'm Elle Ingalls. I created this thing called the pressure-free method. It's an on-the-go stress management method. And you can basically use the method anytime in any situation. So a lot of times, um, if you're an athlete, if you're a performer, if you're, you know, whatever you do in life, whatever business you're in, you're going to have those moments that are in the hot seat. Like you have to give a speech, you have to play a game, you know, tough tournament coming up. And so I created these mental toughness tools many years ago, like 30 years ago for myself. I'm a performer. So I'm a um, violinist, a conductor, and I created them so that I would never have a meltdown on stage. Because honestly, Danny, I had never had stage fright or anything until I was like 26 years old. And I had my, the, I had it happen and I didn't know what was happening to me. And today we'd call it a panic attack, like right on stage, but I, we didn't have those words and I didn't know what was going through. And to be honest, I didn't even tell anybody about this, like my parents, my teachers, anybody. And I never talked about it until two years ago that I actually had that meltdown on stage because I'm this professional, right? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah. So I, know, I, kind of, I, I remember we talked about that and I want, I think it's important to give context and how it all comes full circle. So you can kind of dive into that story and kind of, you know, talk about yeah. how that segues into what you're doing now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, to me, it was a real pivotal thing. So I'm 20, like 26 years old, 25 years old. I was the first woman in orchestral conducting at the University of Michigan, which is, that's an international program. It's Mm -hmm. really prestigious. And it was like a big deal. So I broke a glass ceiling. Lots of women have come through after me. And, um, but I was kind of in the spotlight doing really great, like feeling really great about it. And I did this concert with a clarinetist as the soloist. We got back to the green room and he's like, oh my God, that was so good. Will you play violin on my senior recital with me? Cause we just grooved, it was cool. I'm like, yeah, of course. I just immediately said yes. 
but then I'm like, oh crap, I'm not playing my violin so much because I'm working on this other thing. And um, so I practiced, you know, everything was going great. Rehearsals went great. But when we stepped out on stage, I swear this kid must have been the most popular kid in the music school because the place was packed and standing room only. And all of the faculty members, the professors from the string department, violin, viola, cello, they're all in there. And I guess I just didn't expect that kind of crowd and those people to be in the room. You know, when you give a speech, when you go on the ice, it's, it's often just like one person who's in the room who's like, oh my gosh, they're in the room. And that's what happened to me. I, I sat down and my hands were so sweaty. I could hardly play, couldn't see the music. I'm like, I have to lead this whole thing. And I just felt like I played horribly. When we got off stage, we listened to the recording and it was fine. It wasn't my best playing, but it, it wasn't bad. And I'm like, oh my God, what happened to me? So I got back to my apartment that night and I said, you know, I've got to figure out a way that that never happens to me again. I can't stand in front of a 70 piece orchestra and have a meltdown. I mean, I can't do that. So I went to the, we didn't have internet or anything. This is like 1987. <laughs> so I went to the medical library at Michigan and I just started diving into research on mind body connection, high performance. How does this thing all work? And how can I make sure that I never have performance anxiety again or stage fright? So I created a little set of mental toughness tools, if you will. I didn't even have a name for them. They were just things I did so I could always perform well. And I just started using them. It was so noticeable that one of my professors, who was one of my conductors in an orchestra I played in, I'd be backstage and he'd be like standing next to me. I was kind of like, why is this guy standing next to me? So one day I called him out on it because like every time we were about to go out on stage, he'd be kind of standing next to me, not talking to me, talking to other people. And he goes, um, confession, you have calming energy backstage. And I just want to be a part of that before I step out. That's really awesome. It was cool. And That's so really cool. Yeah. I could even go back to my senior year in high school. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a listener right now who's been injured in high school, in college, in pro, who's been injured. Injury for an athlete is so awful. It's so awful for our mindset. I, I got injured my senior year. I hoped to run for the University of Michigan, but I blew out my knees. I could hardly walk. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was so devastated. I went to the coaches and said, I still want to be a part of this team. Can I apprentice coach with you? So I got to apprentice coach, this was Concord, New Hampshire. I got to apprentice coach with two really, really great coaches. And one of the things that started happening is that athletes, both boys and girls started coming to me for tips on how to be calm before their events. Cause I'd been performing since I was a little girl on my violin. Mm -hmm. And I could actually go back into that and remember sitting in the grass at the field and they're like, tell me what to do. I'm so nervous. And I'm like, okay, do this, do this. So anyway, fast forward from those two little things. In 2010, I have three sons, all played hockey. One, the youngest was a goalie, um, but they all ran. They did baseball. They did all kinds of sports. The two oldest were playing baseball um, for high school and we're sitting around our dining room table and Ellis goes, mother, you should coach the team in your mental toughness tips. We would win the state championship if you would teach them. 
And I just started laughing. Like, who wants their mother? In the yeah, yeah. Would you want me in the locker room? I would have. Yeah, probably not. I've actually been in a college hockey hockey locker room because yeah, the awesome. coach yeah. called me in. So, really cool. Yeah, really, yeah, really cool. So they wanted me in there. They wanted me to, you know, bring my ideas to their coaches. So I did that. And it was 2010. It was, um, you know, the meltdown, financial meltdown. And the head coach was a financial planner. So not only did he ask me to work with the boys, but he hired me to be his private coach on the spot. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, my department chair at the college where I've taught for years, she found out what I was doing. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I need this. And she just grabbed her checkbook and wrote me a check. And she's like, teach me this stuff. So I started working with those two clients and those baseball players. And then my middle son's hockey team the next year, I worked with that whole hockey team. People just started finding me and asking me to coach them. So it was really word of mouth that this started to take off. Now I've worked with hundreds of people privately, thousands in groups from age 10, like a little Uber gymnast headed to the 2020 Olympics Mm -hmm. to, to CEOs and parents who don't know what to do in COVID, like really anybody can learn this method. And um, I just really dug in um, building my business since 2010. I'm almost 60, I'll be 60 next year. So just really trying to get this out to as many people as I can, because people are suffering unnecessarily, Danny. Mm -hmm. The stress response messes with us. And what I teach people to do is to break that stress cycle stop stress at the adrenal glands. So you don't have a flood of hormones that takes you on this journey where you just go down, 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 down. And over time you break down, you burn out, you can't do anymore. So basically I help people do that, break this, break the stress response. And, um, my method isn't hard, but we're complex. Yep. We've all got our traumas, our issues, our, our crap that <laughs> we carry around in a backpack on our backs. Mm-hmm. You know? And then we're all taking on new challenges and trying new things in our life. And um, so these tools um, come in three types. There, some are using the body to calm the mind. Some are using the mind to get the body to chill. And then the third is a life design, our life design tools I've built around goal setting, time management, how to create the life of your dreams. Because when you're on point and on mission, you can really start to see, okay, this is interfering. You know, this is, this is a trigger for me and I didn't even see it. Mm-hmm. I'm 11 years in, I'm still catching things that cause me yep. to trigger the stress response. It's a never ending journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but this is such a powerful little method that people just get it right away. So yep. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna teach it right here for you. I'd really wanna share it with you. Yeah. Um, real quick before we dive into that, cause I'm super excited um, about that. I like how you are, your title is stress management coach and it's not that you're taking stress and throwing it away. Cause stress is always going to be there and it's important in order for us to advance as individuals and humans. Like it's, you know, that pressure when, you know, this is the statement we've said on here a million times, but that pressure creates diamonds, you know, like rocks to diamonds. And it's like, if you take that stress and you're able to management, manage it, it's going to create good things, but it's just a matter of managing it and understanding it's never going to go away magically. It's We're just going to go away. how do you take it and channel it into the correct form instead of allowing it to, you know, letting it bring you down, you know, how do you use it to positively affect you as opposed to negatively. And um, one thing that you mentioned before too, which I think is super important to kind of touch on is how you mentioned that it was at one point where you weren't performing at your best 
where you were able to look internally and then find this career and, and find these mental toughness tools that have now helped you shape your own life positively and shape others as well. Because I feel like these points where we're not at our best or where we're struggling is where the most growth happens. And we've talked about that a million times as well here. And it's just, it's your perspective on each of these instances that can yeah. take you either up or down. And it's just Absolutely. Sure that you learn the true lesson within it and not, um, I guess, yeah. getting caught in it and allowing yourself to kind of go downward. It's, hey, yeah. how, what, what do I learn from this? How do I look internally? And how do I channel this positively for the, mm-hmm. you know, for the rest of my life, I guess? Yeah, our mess can be our magic. And like you said, and, and it can come back messy again. And you need to, you know, it'll, those, those, the crap that's happened in the past can reel back in real fast. And so making sure that when it does come, that you settle yourself, that you, you take care of yourself because, you know, people just can recur on memory, things that happened to them in the past. And, and so, yeah, I want to go to that um, pressure makes diamonds because you see that a lot. Like uh, there's a real estate firm that has that blasted on their wall, you know, for Mm -hmm. their employees. And, um, I like to say this pressure makes diamonds, but diamonds are dead and humans are living. So my method is no matter what pressures come your way, you can stay free. That's why I call it pressure free Mm -hmm. of triggering the stress response. So stress is not the silent killer. The release of the hormones is okay. I never thought I would talk about hormones the way I do now, (laughs) but I have to talk about them all the time. but that's the key. That's the key. So then when the pressure comes, you can choose your response to what's going to happen. I had one of my clients say, Al, you help me change the trajectory of every area of my life, the money, the business, the relationship, the health, because those are all the things that take those stress hormones take us out. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go into stress mode, you say things and do things you later regret. You get a major, major penalty because you lost your crap on the ice. Now you're going to miss how many games? <laughs> yeah. I had a, one of my son's friends, first game, first tournament of the year. He gets thrown out and he's thrown out for two weeks. Okay. He's going to lose wow. two weeks of games. Yeah, it's a long time. It was pretty major. So he, he's sitting in the stands. I sat down next to him and I go, I can teach you something right here, right now, where that won't have to happen again. And I taught it to him the rest of the season. He got in some, he, he was in penalty box. Okay. <laughs> but he didn't get thrown out of a single game after that. And it was because he was able to manage just in time, his mind to make sure he didn't go too far. So it's pretty amazing what's possible mm-hmm. when you, when you make a decision that, you know what, I'm tired of, I'm tired of the crap. I'm tired of feeling this way. There's got to be a better way. If you feel yourself say that, like, there's got to be a better way. Pressure free is here for you. Yeah, you know it really is. So right. yeah, well, that's. Uh, I'd love for you to um, teach the listeners and dive into it. And um, okay, yeah, let's get after um, it. I'm gonna. The first thing I want to do is, uh, I'm just gonna share the method right up front here, and then go a little bit deeper on fight or flight for people. Um, so the, the steps I have for you are three simple steps. They all begin with the letter T. The first is targets. What do you want? What are you aiming for? And just like a bow and arrow, you know, if you don't shoot beyond the target, you're going to miss it. So when you think about what you're aiming for, aim just a little bit beyond. So it may seem impossible in this moment, 
but I want you to feel like the impossible could be possible. For example, if I have somebody who has some issues with their heart, like high heart rate, and I had a kid who they were gonna pull him out of his sport because his heart rate was going up too much. It was anxiety that was driving the heart rate up. And so if maybe somebody has some heart issues, I want an ideal heart. <laughs> like go all the way with whatever that target is. Maybe you want to, you're building a business, like you need more money coming in, you need more income or something. You know, what is that number? What is beyond what you think is possible? Go a little bit beyond with your target. Targets fuel using this method because when you're on a mission, you'll actually take action. Does that make sense? So I always listen really carefully to my clients to find out, okay, what do they really want? And honestly, Danny, sometimes people come to me and they say, I just want to feel happier. I feel so miserable and I just want to feel happier. So it could be emotional. Maybe you want to feel more confident. You want to be confident in the things that you're doing. If you're a hockey player, you want to take the ice and feel like you've got this, you know, that kind of idea. So targets come first. The second step are triggers. With triggers, you got to take a look and understand what makes you feel these emotions. Because there are no more saber-toothed tigers, although in some sports you may feel like someone coming after you is a true attack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially goalies. Goalies are a whole different breed, have a goalie son, so I get all that. But what is causing you to feel these emotions? Annoyed or angry? Anxious or afraid? Ashamed or abused? And when I use that word abuse, I don't just mean like a physical abuse or even harsh verbal abuse, but a lot of us are a lot more environmentally sensitive than we admit. So what is it that kind of takes you out of the zone? What is it that maybe it's um, for runners, it's the starter gun. Could just be the starter gun and you go and your heart rate jumps. Uh, could be a sound, could be a smell. It could be any uh, anybody's voice who like your coach's voice gets a little harsh with you or something. And it's like, oh, it takes you out. You feel ashamed about what you just did or whatever. So that's what I mean by abuse. Like any sort of environmental, uh, it's coming in at you. So I call those the A emotions or affects. So when I say those, is there one that kind of pops for you? Like, oh yeah, I probably trigger the stress response a lot because of that one. Uh, probably more so the anxiousness. Anxious. Yeah. yeah, I think so. It's just. I've always kind of had a tough time managing that kind of like that underlying feeling of that um, uh -huh. get, getting better. Cause I'm starting to understand what, what kind of act, makes on. those act up and I'm finding, right. I'm finding calmness and like having a routine and doing things a, a certain way. But yeah, that's definitely one thing that I've noticed for me personally, yeah. that's always kind of been that undertone of a feeling. Most of us have what I call the chief A. Okay. So one of those A emotions, that's the one that like over and over is causing me to trigger fight or flight. For me, it's annoyance. I had three boys, there's going to be dirty socks somewhere in the house. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the thing for me. Little annoyances when things are cluttered or, you know, things aren't on time, if people aren't on time. So everybody's got their deal. You have to ask yourself, what makes me feel any of these emotions? Those are your triggers. And when you can start to identify them, then we can use the step three. So I'm going to use the, the dirty sock analogy. <laughs> if I walk into a room and there's, there they are. <laughs> um, in that moment, if I'm in a resting heart rate, I've got about 10 seconds before 
my amygdala, my brain's gonna tell my heart rate to jump up and it's gonna tell my adrenal glands to release a big flood of hormones. So everybody, you know, adrenaline, most people know adrenaline, mm. but this is actually a cocktail of hormones. I love it. You just brought your water to your mouth. Like, yeah. You're releasing a whole bunch of drugs inside your body that you manufacture inside your body, but it's a cocktail. So this cocktail of, of hormones actually causes all sorts of effects in your body. And everybody's different. Like if I ask you, Danny, what do you feel when you start to feel anxious? Like, where do you feel it in your body? Well, how do you know that you're starting to feel anxious? I know I get tense and my heart rate goes up for sure. And I just, my thoughts get start to like, I, it's hard for me to focus on things. And I just feel like the shoulder, shoulders kind of come up to the, to the ears a little bit, you know, it's just everything in my body tends to tense up and, um, so yeah. you got it really in here. Yeah, for sure. Like I definitely noticed the heart rate go up and I have to control my breathing. I have to be more mindful of that. And like yeah. I said, that, that tenseness and the heart rate, it's a combination mm-hmm. of those, those things. Yeah. Some people really notice it up here. Maybe their face turns red. Maybe it's hard to see. It's hard to hear a little bit. Like you said, it's hard to think. Mm-hmm. Brain starts to go weird on you. And that's because the whole outer brain is going to slow down or stop in fight or flight your cortex and your hippocampus. So you can't remember things. Have you ever been somewhere you meet somebody and five seconds later, you don't know their name. Yeah. I mean, you're not stupid. Like, why can't we do this? Yeah. (laughs) Why can't we remember? It's because in fight or flight, we cannot lodge a memory correctly. It's not possible. So I love to tell kids, like students, student athletes who aren't doing so well in school. I look at them, I go, it's not your fault. You sit in class. And some of you study, (laughs) you study, you read, you know, why can't you do it on the test? It's just test anxiety. I had a little, I think I told you this the other day, a little 12 year old hockey player comes in for his second session and he goes, this helps with school, doesn't it? I go, yeah, how do you know? And he goes, well, I'm a CD student and I got an A on history test for the first time. Like, wow. He ended up being an honors high school student, graduated straight A's with honors. Interesting. And all it was, was getting rid of the anxiety so he could really listen and, and lodge everything. Mm-hmm. If he read something, he could remember it. And when he got to the test, it was easy to do. So it's like, I look at any brain and go, it's so brilliant. It's just the stress hormones messing us up. Mm-hmm. So some people feel it a lot in here. You mentioned feeling your heart rate. Some people feel the throat kind of close up. It's hard to breathe. The shoulders come up, like all this tension here. Yeah. And then some people, it's the gut. Like they get the butterflies in the stomach. Oh, yeah, they, for sure. They're going to throw up. They're going to, they got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> some people, like you have to pee a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There. That was me before games. It was always like five, five times before warm ups, five times in between warm ups in the first period. And then once the game started going, it was more manageable. But yeah, it was, I used to have to pee like, 10 times before the puck even dropped. It was absolutely insane. I freaking love the fact that you just admitted that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, because um, I actually thought like after my third baby, I had an issue like a bladder problem, yeah, but yeah. no, we were now outnumbered doing travel hockey. I'm still performing. Like <laughs> it was insanity. I was just triggering too much stress and that's what was causing my issues and so yeah you might have to pee a lot you're you're it may also some people binge so they'll comfort eat they'll smoke they'll drink that you're looking for comfort when you go into Mm -hmm. fight or flight like anything to make me feel better 
And then the other thing is some people, some people go the other way, they can't eat at all and it can move into a, an eating disorder. All of the disorders like general anxiety, PTSD, um, um, ADD, ADHD, like any of, any of that, the root is always in the release of these hormones. If we can get to that root, so much is possible. Mm -hmm. And nobody talks about it. Like I've given talks to psychologists, like groups of psychologists, like, well, we don't know this about fight or flight. And my son's in psychology at Columbia. So I get all his books. There's like one little chapter on fight or flight, or even just a few paragraphs in some of these books. This is the true thing. If we can figure this out, people can be set free. So third step, you've identified your trigger. You're seeing what's happening. You know, you know, you can tell because my palms would get sweaty. That's for me, a real sign. So you know what's going down. You have 10 seconds from a resting heart rate. What can you do in 10 seconds to not release the hormones? So I have over 40 tools in my intro course alone to help people use in that 10 second window. Um, 10 seconds is plenty of time to, to do something so that your mind and body say, I'm not really under attack. There's no saber tooth tiger. And if you're cued into your target, like I wanna perform this game really well tonight. I wanna be, be my best tonight. That's what your target is, then okay. In that 10 seconds, you can smile. Now, when you smile, you might think that's not a big thing to do. But it when is though. It is. If you catch it in the 10 seconds, by the way, because some people will say smiling doesn't work for me. There's tons of articles today in women's magazines, particularly that say fake smiling doesn't work. Da, da, da. I'm like, no, you didn't know about the timing. If you smile after that 10 seconds, it will fake, feel fake and it feel like it doesn't work. Your face still turns red. You've lost it. But if you can catch it in the 10 second window before all of this mechanism can work, you can nail it. So the corners of the mouth, when they go up, they release the chemical called dopamine, a neurotransmitter. People know about it because it's talked about linked to addiction. Mm -hmm. But dopamine is a neurotransmitter required for the entire outer brain and hippocampus to work. We shut it off in fight or flight. Usually we don't feel so good. But if you can smile just a little bit, dopamine keeps flowing and you can think. If you can think, you can choose your response. That's huge. Wow. So a simple little smile, but you know, the smile might not be big enough to, to really do something. The biggest thing, and I'm going to guess that most of your watchers are adults, but even for kids, this works, but adults have a little harder time creating new neural pathways because our brains have been pretty set even at age five. And then again, at age 10 and then 21 or 30, like there's stages where our brain is getting all developed. One of the only ways an adult can create new neural pathways is a large motion. So I created this crazy tool. It's called the Celebration Ferris Wheel. But for any of your listeners who are into personal growth or building businesses or whatever, Jim Collins is good to great. That's what I took this idea out of. We need to celebrate incremental gains or else we get frustrated and we give up on things. So this Celebration Ferris Wheel, he calls it a flywheel. If you push it, nobody's on it, so it can spin really fast. The spinning is a metaphor for the energy of, the of your life you just gave you when you didn't go into fight or flight. It's a motion, like you're pushing a car to get something spinning so that you make a large motion that you usually don't go around like this, or maybe you do, but 
I don't. I can't. Last time I have, yeah. <laughs> so when you do this, your brain goes, "Oh, something's going down. I'm going to create a new neural pathway. I'm going to do something new here." So that gives you this option right in that moment, Danny, to break the stress response and create a new habit. Because most of the things that you trigger over have been habitual since you were a little boy. Mm-hmm. And we've got to notice these habits of reaction and they're generations old because we imitate. And you just don't imitate the people who raised you. You imitate teachers, coaches who you like, anybody you emulated and also peers. So you got a whole bunch of little reactions in you that you imitated other people with. Yeah, so essentially you're just in a way rewiring the brain. You're rewiring the brain in yeah, that second window. And just by doing, I love that you say that because I feel like with this whole I guess, quote unquote, stigma around mental health and all that stuff. I, I don't like the term mental illness because I feel like it just makes you sound like a lost cause. You know what I mean? I just don't like it sounds very positive. That's why I hate using that term. And yeah. um, that's why I feel like as someone who's felt like, damn, I'm going to be anxious forever. I'm just like yeah. kind of, almost like a male in the towel mentality. It's like, no, this is something that I just yeah. kind of deal with to a greater degree than others. So but I don't want to just chalk it up to, hey, this is what it is. Cause I do, I do feel in my heart that you, you can definitely um, kind of just fix the patterning in your brain. And, and I feel like, you know, you coming on here and talking about this is super important because it's like people feel like lost causes and then it kind of makes them feel worse about themselves. And it's like, no, you're not a lost cause. Like there's just things that you've kind of patterns and habits that you've kind of been in for your whole life. And now you're a little bit older and you're recognizing them, but you can get yourself out of it. It takes a little bit of work. And I love that you're kind of mentioning these things because it can give people hope that, Hey, I can, fix this you know i can manage this and channel it and use it as an advantage even you know what yeah. I, mean? so. I, I love that you said hope so i hope that you listening here today like just the tiniest bit of hope if you can crack just the tiniest bit of hope can free you because mm-hmm. everything i'm sharing here it's based on neuroscience it's based on science it's not it's not rocket science either you can do this mm-hmm. you can do this And so that's the cool thing. And, you know, I was coaching someone in the Canadian military um, and there they call it PTS. They don't call it PTSD. It's not a disorder. It's PTS. I have post-traumatic stress and I'd like to get out of that. Yep. I love that. I love (laughs) that. So I kind of remove the Ds. If if I have a kid come and go, well, I'm ADHD. I go, oh, so you're a genius. You got too much going on, body, mind, for a classroom to deal with you. <laughs> I, I have ADHD and I, I the last oh. thing I haven't called is a genius, but uh. so you are a genius. No, I'm calling you hey, that I'll, right I'll take now. It. I'll take it. You are a genius. Look what you're creating here with this podcast. You are a genius. You are. And what's between your ears is pure genius material, but the stress hormones take you out. Mm-hmm. So we gotta, we gotta clean, we just gotta clean it up a little. That's all we have to do. So this Ferris wheel, I want you to do it with me, by the way. So push up in the air, okay? And the moment that you do that, you can't help but smile a little because it's so silly. Okay, so you're getting the dopamine flow. You're going like this. Okay, now this time, hold your arms in the air. So they're up there. And now bring them down slowly and don't change your ribs. Just bring them down slowly. Don't change your ribs. And notice how you're now in this wide, beautiful, open posture. So we hold ourselves really tightly mm-hmm. and we slouch and all the other stuff. So when your posture is open, your body tells your brain, 
I'm not under attack. I, and I'm going to give you one more thing here because I'm sure people are going to laugh and think it's really crazy and funny. But when a dog is scared, what does it do with its tail, Danny? Tucks it between its legs. Right. If you're sitting on your butt right now, then you actually have a tucked tail. If you had a tail, you'd probably be sitting on it. So I want you to sit up a little bit and grab your butt and pull the glute muscles back. So you're sitting on your hamstrings, on your femur bones. Yep. Feels a little weird. <laughs> yeah, different. So your glutes have two main purposes. One is to support your lower back, which is why so many people have crappy backs. They've been sitting on their glutes instead of allowing the glutes to mount up and protect the lower back. Okay. Secondly, um, they're to propel you forward. So when you start mounting your glutes back a little bit, and the easiest way is just practice sitting on your hamstrings. And those glutes are going to start to get more powerful for you. Think how you're going to be more powerful on the ice or on the field or wherever you are, whatever you're doing. When those glutes are pushing you forward, you even feel like more action oriented when you're sitting this way. Mm -hmm. So I encourage all my athletes, when you're sitting on the bench or in the stands or whatever, your healthy scratch, whatever, sit like this, open and wide and get your glutes behind you. When you're sitting like that, first of all, now you have full attention. You can actually watch what's going on and learn. If you're sitting in class, if you're a student, mm -hmm. you'll take in so much more information. It'll actually lodge. Because the whole time you're telling yourself that you don't have to be scared. If you're sitting on your butt and you're curled over a little bit and your head is a little forward, that you're trying to protect yourself. And that whole time your nervous system is thinking that you're protecting yourself from an attack. That primes you to trigger fight or flight very quickly. But if you can get your body in a, in a position where the nervous system says, wow, calm, confident, can, composed, able to handle stuff, courageous. When I first started doing this, so I have a private body coach in Colorado. Um, she started working on my body. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how it changed me because 40 years of playing violin, I was all stooped over and I grew tall in eighth grade. I didn't want to be like, I was all bleh. And she totally changed me. And I had already had this Ferris wheel and stuff in my mental tools, right? Mm -hmm. So she's like, oh, this is all brilliant. Now you can pull this all together and really help people. So how is your body? What's your body telling your brain? One of my friends said, oh my gosh, Al, you're telling people that your biology is informing your psychology. And that's so true because after the first flood of hormones goes out, hours later, depends on how much of the flood is and how big it is and everything. But at some point, your body's gonna release a group of hormones from this adrenal glands, the outer skin called glucocorticoids to fix the brain cells and the extremities where we wicked the fat and glucose to go into fight or flight. So it's got a very good purpose. But cortisol can make you feel anxious for no reason when it hits your brain. It can also cause you to have sleeplessness. I just finished working with a woman. Um, she's like a biker, she bikes. Um, she goes, I'm sleeping all night for the first time, like my whole adult life. <laughs> and she goes, I wake up in the morning with such joy, like I'm a kid again. And she's in her fifties. It's like, I wake up with joy. Like I can do my day and I get more done in the first hour than I have in years. Mm -hmm. When you get a real night's sleep, you can't get a real night's sleep. And I'm sure there's going to be people on who are 
you're trying to self-medicate and I get that you're trying to make yourself feel better. And you might be using weed at night to try to get to sleep. You can't get in a true Delta wave sleep with weed. Your body will relax, but this won't. So when you can really get into a Delta wave sleep and go and then the REM sleep, like you will actually wake up in the morning energized. <laughs> it's a totally different feeling. And I, I love it when my clients like have a breakthrough day and they call me or text me the next day. I'm like, I did it. And this is what I feel because it's totally different. I had a 16 year old hockey player who texted, he did a Facebook message. He goes, dear Mrs. Ingalls, I don't know how to thank you. I went the whole day yesterday without triggering fight or flight. And this morning I have the most focused energy, focused energy in a 16 year old boy is a very cool thing. Mm -hmm. What is that going to allow him to do? That changed the whole trajectory of his life. Yeah. He went, sure. he went to, he went to the college of his dreams. He got two degrees there. He's doing work of his dreams right now as a cool scientist doing this cool stuff. I don't know where he'd be if we'd gone the other way. Mm -hmm. So tools, Ferris wheel, smile, posture. Those are quick little things you can do in that 10 seconds. It takes milliseconds to do any of them, but that gives you this opportunity because as a male, when you trigger the stress response, it takes your, your cells up to nine hours to dissipate the hormones all out and you're back to normal. For females, it's an up to 24 hour cycle. Again, it just depends wow. on how much you release and what's going down. Plus you're vulnerable. You'll probably trigger again and again, and again, and again. Mm -hmm. I would trigger 20 times just trying to get my kids to school in the morning. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And so especially being a hockey parent, you know, there's too much junk in our garage. We have to park outside. We came home from practice. Yeah. We brought the bags in, but still the steam from all the sweat makes the frost on the inside of the windshield. And they do not design scrapers for the inside of windshields. Right? Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. Like, eh, I'm trying to get yeah. it off. <laughs> and my kids are in the back. Like they're all laughing and they're going, it's snowing in the car. <laughs> I'm like, wow. You know? There's so many things oh, that funny. can trigger you. Yeah. You know? Like so many little things. So don't get overwhelmed, by the way, by all the things that do trigger you. Just work on a couple at a time. I, I just really encourage you to be gentle with yourself. You've had these patterns for years. So it's like, oh, I see that. I get upset when I see dirty socks. That's pretty stupid. <laughs> I'm going to laugh so I don't mm -hmm. cry. Right. It's like, you'll notice them and just kind of be gentle with yourself as you work through it. If you need help, I'm so here for you. Anybody that watches this, if you want a free call with me, please, you know, just connect to me. Yeah, please. If you to plug your business and what you do, that'd be awesome. That way the listeners can get in touch with you. Yeah. Um, speak with L.com. That goes right to my calendar, actually. Um, you can always remember pressure-free.com for my website. And you can connect to me through there, too. Um, I've got online courses. I have a planner. I have all sorts of things because, you know, when you're trying to create new habits and break, break habits that you have for a long time, um, we need to be on the path, you know, and help it. Mm -hmm. um, but when I work with a private client or a team, um, I like to take them through at least my intro session, which is six sessions. Each one builds on the next and you get over 40 tools to help you start breaking this stress response. I never just drop somebody off at the curb. If they need deeper help, we do that. If I think they also could benefit from therapy, I help them get what they need. So this is a complex thing up here. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. but it's also complex. 
but usually that six weeks, because what we're trying to do is go a whole day without triggering so that you wake up, you know, you sleep well. Oh, I should mention this too. Like um, I've helped uh, people heal from injury, surgery, like almost twice as fast as normal. So if the trainer says, hey, you're going to be off the ice for eight weeks. I actually had this happen with a kid. He played with my son um, for Aquinas uh, College and he got injured in a car accident, elbow and ankle. And the trainer said, you're going to be off the ice for eight weeks. Well, the season opener was like in two and a half, three weeks. And he was desperate. He was like, I, I, I got to play that season opener. I, I can't be injured. So my, my son had me coach him. He's lying on his torn bed, right? And he just put the phone up and he goes, listen to my mother. <laughs> and I go, okay, this is what you need to do. And I, I, he had already been in a pressure-free session. So he knew a little bit, but I yeah. go, this to heal, you got to be vigilant because the thoughts are going to say, oh crap, I can't play. Oh crap. And I'm like, you got to flip the switch on those thoughts. Totally assume success for your body to heal. And, and the thing is when we're hurt, have you been injured Danny before? Oh yeah. I tore a meniscus not too long ago. I think it was, uh, yeah, 2020 tore a meniscus. So yeah. yeah. So when, when we're hurt, we've been conditioned since we were little to tighten toward the pain. So like all your, your whole body is going to start going toward that knee and like tighten, tighten, tighten. Mm -hmm. And that just stops blood flow, nerve flow and energy flow. So what I taught this kid is to do the opposite, relax away from the pain, flip the switch on the thoughts. So assume that you're going to heal quickly. I'm going to heal beautifully. I'm going to heal whatever words work for you. You know, like mm -hmm. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to heal quickly. So now you've got energy flow going and every thought we have is an electrical impulse. It affects every cell of our body, every bit of our body, every atom. So when you say to yourself, I'm going to be, I'm going to be fine. You actually open up blood vessels. Now you can heal faster. So I did this with this kid and he played the season opener. Then I had a pitcher. He had shoulder surgery. He's a lefty shoulder surgery. He was going to be off for 12 months. He can't pitch from the mound for 12 full months after that surgery. So I met with him the day after his surgery. I coached him. I said, you just got to be vigilant. Do this every moment. Like anytime you start to feel slipping, just flip the switch, do this. So he did it. And six months later, he was back. Oh, for six weeks in, he texts me. He goes, my physical therapist and trainer, I've never seen anybody start to heal so fast from this surgery. And then he actually pitched from the mound six months in and had a summer season in summer ball in a, in a minor league team like that summer. Wow. He wasn't even supposed to be there till December was yeah. really the first time he was supposed to. Mm -hmm. So, so much is possible. If you don't trigger these hormones, your body can heal. You mentally can start to heal. So any physical, mental or physical or mental chronic, anything, the stress hormones play a role in either creating it or making it worse. So breaking that stress cycle, going that whole day, then you start building day after day and we're human. We're going to go under the line now and then <laughs> you just yeah. get back in the saddle. You got all these tools and you just get back 100%. in the saddle. And, and sometimes your brain is going to tell you and doubt and say, you can never get back into the saddle. Yeah. But Doesn't mean it's that's true. Why, that's why your podcast is here. And that's why people yep. are here for you. Yep. Help you get back in the saddle because exactly. we're going to screw up. We're going to make mistakes and we're, you know, things are going to happen. 
But I truly, a couple of things I truly believe, I believe you deserve a beautiful life. Yep. I believe that you, um, that every single person deserves a fulfilling life, no matter what challenges hit, no matter what happens, there's reasons why we're on this planet. Our mess is our message. Our mess is our magic. You know, you can help someone because you went through it. And I, I had to get, I had to let go of some of my, I don't want you to know what happened to me things. <laughs> yeah. Because that was where my magic was. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that's um, all absolutely fantastic stuff. And I, I just love everything that you said. And I think it's going to really make an impact on a lot of people. I know I'm going to listen to this episode a few more times and um, kind of just take it all in and implement a lot of this stuff. Cause I, do wholeheartedly believe that there's so many ways that you can get yourself out of the things that we're suffering through or whatever the case is. And um, it's not going to last forever, but yeah. sometimes it's maybe a little smaller episode. Sometimes it might be a little bit longer, but there are ways to get out of it. And I think these tools, people can start implementing right away and, right away. Really, and they can notice differences right away. And I think that's super important. And I'm super grateful that you were able to come on here and talk about them and um, be open and share them and even share your personal story. So I can't thank you enough. Um, for Thank doing you that so much. yeah i'm so grateful also shout out to matthew vandenberg who, who connected us yeah connections are amazing i i told you danny i mean i haven't seen him in about seven years I, I think so it's just really cool that he thought to connect us and the work you're doing is really beautiful it's so important i've watched some of your episodes and it's just terrific what you're doing here so, thank you probably. i appreciate it and you're a part of it so um I'm, I'm, I'm super happy that you were able to come on here and be a part of this, uh, the podcast and the whole mission. So, um, yeah, thank you again. And yeah, definitely shout out Matthew Vandenberg. He's the man and, um, happy that he set this up. So yeah. Uh, thank you again. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Have a good one.